we are talking about Return to the Enchanted Island. It's by Jahari Revelsong, mm-hmm. and it's translated by Alison M. Charette. This is the second book that's been translated from Madagascar, and it was originally written in French. My guest today is Mary, who listened to this book with me while we were travelling down to another city, Rockhampton. So we listened to this while on a road trip. Yep, to Rockhampton. Yes. What did you think of this book? Oh, do should we explain the book, maybe? Yeah, so we listened to it as an audiobook. Yeah. Is it good practice to name the narrator? Probably. I mean, I don't know if it's something we've ever done. Rob Butler was the narrator of the book. Yes. It was well read. Yeah. And it's basically a modern interpretation of Madagascar mythology. I don't think I know enough <laughs> about Malagasy mythology no. to get all the references. Yeah. And I did try to Google it <laughs> later. And because in the book, they keep saying... His is name's it Etsy. Etsy is named after the first man... On, on Madagascar. Yeah. But when I Google the name Yetsi... They reference a book. <laughs> the only references I can find are the book. Yeah, that, that does make it difficult. And he's meant to be the great ancestor of the, of yeah. the island. And I like read the I read some summaries of the you know, the origin stories about the gods and what they did. Yeah. And I never heard Yetsi mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be just the name he used to symbolise this person we're meant to know, but they didn't really reference who he is. Yeah. So, because we don't know much about the mythology, yeah, it makes it difficult to try and... But surely somebody knows the mythology. Like, when this book was released in Madagascar. Yeah. They probably understood it, so they didn't need a reference. Do you think they changed the spelling of it in the translation, and that's probably. why... When I Google it, I can't find the answer. It is possible. It was... Hmm. I don't know. Do you want to pick up the French book? And I don't know if the French would be the right spelling either. Well, I don't know, but it is what the book was written in. Yeah, but wouldn't the original be Malagasy? The original mythology would be. Yeah. yeah. While I don't think I like the book that much, I think I learned so much about uh, yeah. Madagascar. And that was the best thing about the book. Yeah. Because I don't... No, everything I knew about Madagascar was lemurs, and penguins. Pe- and I googled if there were penguins in Madagascar, and there's one who got lost and ended up there. And not like in the movie. Oh, they're not <laughs> homicidal. Well, I'm not sure. Um, there's only but you know in the movie there's a group of them. Yeah, yeah, but only one <laughs> made it. And they like came over from South Africa or something. I don't even know if it's still... I don't know how old that article was about the penguin. I don't think there were any lemurs in the book. No, they didn't mention it. It was based in the city and based in Paris a lot. Yes. So it's basically a man living his life, hooking up with chicks. As you do in Paris. And also in Madagascar. Yeah, he did. He comes back and 
I think it was confusing, which is one of my biggest problems. I think the timeline was all out. Yeah, because it was a non-linear timeline. Yeah, so, so each story not quite didn't quite work. I feel like if I rearrange the stories, maybe I would understand, but I don't know. Mm. That would have told the I, story. I think part of the problem was because we were listening. Yeah. I feel like if I was reading it as a book, I would have flipped back and forward yeah. to try and piece it better. And Can't really do that while driving. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, and I don't know if you wanted to be flipping backwards to other chapters to try and piece it all together. Yeah, I don't know. Audiobooks are not very good at flipping back. No, that's right. So, and the version that we had it would be like, insert disc two, which uh, we weren't using discs. (laughs) So it was interesting that they kept that bit in the recording. That was on the script, so I think they just forgot to edit that out. Yeah. Yeah. But that was quite amusing. Yes. And so, I feel like it was a very typical man story. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it was just like all the other man stories. <laughs> Probably true. Well, I can't think of any at the moment, so I try not to read man stories. But, you know... Yeah. You know, the He ones? struggles. He's trying to find his way, and then there'll be like a series of women that help guide him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just interested in using them for... Pleasure, pretty well, much. The first one, but I don't feel like the other two were like that. Like, they had more depth to them. Yeah, he was trying to have get it on with his tutor, his music teacher. Yeah. I forget her name, but, it, like, there was times where it, like, went into his imagination and just talked about his sexual conquests with these people. Mm. And then it... Sometimes that wasn't quite clear. Yeah. Maybe I was just too busy concentrating on the road, but then, like, I was listening and it's like, wait, what? I thought she wasn't interested in him, and now yeah. he's having sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like it was really masculine. It was. And I feel like if somebody's into that sort of story, they probably would enjoy it more than yeah. I did. I think his wife was excellent. Like yes. She was a really interesting character. Yeah, because one of the girlfriends in the back flashback stories was very described very superficially. Like, yeah, we didn't know anything about her except she was he, attractive. Yeah, that that was the, her entire personality. Yeah. But then when he meets the woman that he marries, she has depth, she has interests, passions. Yeah, she doesn't always take his shit, yeah. and she like tries to set him right, mm. put him on the right path. Yeah, so I did like her as a character. Yeah, I would have liked more from her mm. point of view, but I was so focused on him and yeah. his mistakes throughout life. Mm. So what did you learn about Madagascar from this book? I was reading... Now, I've tried to find this website again today, <laughs> but because one line in the book that they keep repeating, is that a motif? Yeah. But the, it'd be like the land of a thousand things. The city of a thousand whispers oh, and the city of a thousand car crashes. The and... city of a thousand traffic jams. Yeah. That's the way they described the city pretty much. So it was a city. Maybe that's where I felt at Googling. So it was always Googling land of a thousand. Yeah. And I couldn't find it, but I think it was, you're right. It's a city of a thousand. Ooh. And there's a website that's like city of thousands. Yeah. And then because they have lots of 
stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots of, like, it's one of those countries that has lots of natural fauna and flora and yeah, things like that. So it has this nickname. And I thought that was interesting. And then I thought maybe we should go there for a holiday. To Madagascar. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. So have you, you've, are you probably already looked at how to research. get there. Yeah. So I first Googled how how long is a flight from Australia to Madagascar? And it was like 11 hours. I was like, that's great. I could do that. <laughs> but like in the little map, it just had a plane from the middle of Australia to the middle of Madagascar. And I was like, that surely doesn't... there aren't direct flights from Alice Springs <laughs> to Madagascar. No. So I did more research and I like, it's not going to take us 11 hours. It might take us like 40 to 50 hours to get there because we've got to like fly to the Middle East and then to Kenya and then to Madagascar. And so that's a long time. Probably be quicker by boat. <laughs> Maybe. No. It could be quicker by boat. <laughs> I don't know. I, it probably wouldn't be. But it's a long time to be flying. Yes. But does that include a stopover? There is like a 16-hour stopover in yeah. Doha, depending which airline you go on. So that's where you sleep. Yeah. Although you sleep on the plane. Yeah, I will. <laughs> but even when you sleep on a plane, it's not restful. No. But it looks like an incredible country with really interesting things to check out. Yeah, because everything I knew about Madagascar was pretty much from Madagascar, the movie, yeah. or <laughs> just random. Yeah, it's just bats. dancing lemurs. Yeah. yeah, and. I like, feel like it's done a real disservice to Madagascar. It has. It. Felt like it was described as like this wilderness kind of mm. like a jungle when there's some big cities there. Yeah. And it looks like some interesting landmarks to visit. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah. So should we go there? We need more Patreons first. Okay. <laughs> Sign up for Patreon so we can go to Madagascar. That'd be great. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we could do, like, a live broadcast from Madagascar. Yeah, I think if you're going to do that, you probably want to do a video. Because mm. no one wants to hear about it. They want to see it. Yes. Yes. Well, we could do that. We could do a video. True. I uh, think this broadcast. is one of the reasons why I love reading translated yes, literature. Because right. I learned so much about countries that I've yeah. never visited. That's right. And I agree. Like, it was... It was just such a good book for opening us up to a new part of the world that we yeah. never thought about. Yeah, that's right. It didn't matter about the story. I think just learning about a country mm. is what makes it interesting. Yeah. And it mentions some cultural stuff, like like the character is a person of colour. Yeah. Um, and he goes to France to live for a while. It mentions about how, you know, like when he arrived, he was like treated probably differently but then they realized that he was actually rich so then they decided to stop caring yeah that's how i interpreted it yeah that's that's how it seems they're like oh no he's one of us yeah he's got lots of buddies so yeah. um so he, he get away with he's it. a man of privilege like yeah. and there were, there was one scene where he mentioned okay. like with the driver and they're talking about something he, he has a car crash because he was driving the car and he played like the driver took the fall for it yeah, but you know the scene when the driver says, 
you got to be careful of karma, but it's not karma. It was some other similar term where yeah. sometimes bad things will happen to you. And he says, oh, no, I don't have to worry about that because I've been blessed by the ancestors. Yeah. He, so nothing... Everything he was blessed by the ancestors, so he didn't have to yeah. worry. So he just he does feels like the laws that apply to the rest of us don't apply. Because of... Because he's blessed by the ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I feel like he has this incredible privilege in, in that community. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think we get to really experience the struggles of people, some of the people living there. No. It was the struggles of a stuck-up, rich yeah. person yeah. who just could buy his way out of anything. That's right. Yeah. Which I guess is probably a lot of stories. That's right. Yeah. It's it's a very popular story. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought that the perspective of the privilege was interesting. I would like to know more about some of the struggles that people might be experiencing. We need more books from Madagascar. Yeah, so the other book from Madagascar is like a slave story. Oh, yeah. Um, What what is it called? Beyond the Rice Fields? Yeah, I think it's called Beyond the Rice Fields, yeah. Also translated by Alison M. Charette. Yeah. So, she specialises in Madagascan literature? Maybe she does. I haven't looked her up. Well, I have. <laughs> okay. Well, you're the expert. But I don't... Like, it says that she does that. She's translated two books that I know of. Yeah, Beyond the Rice Field. Yeah. And this one. And the other one seemed to be... Kids' books. Kids... Yeah, a lot of kids' books. A lot of... Yeah. Are they French or are they North African kids' I think books? That, well, I can't tell. Yeah. But I think they're French written, French language. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. I don't know if they're North African. It was Madagascar, it was no, East Africa. But I'd just say North Africa because that's where most of the French-speaking yes. African countries are. Yeah, so I'm not sure. But I did read an article saying that she's specialised in Madagascan and I think she's translated, like, short stories as well. I think that's what it said. Yeah. Probably. I could be misquoting and I hope that <laughs> I haven't told you a lie. Well, if she's listening, maybe she should come on a, the yes, podcast and talk, tell us about Madagascar. This has worked previously, so Alison, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, send us a DM. Um, it's um, Translations Pod yep. on Twitter or Instagram. That is correct. Um, we'd love to have you on the show. There's a link to all that in the show notes yes. anyway. And I mean, any translators would be good to talk about. Yeah, we love translators, obviously. <laughs> But yeah, I think the best part about it is just being able to learn more. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew more about the mythology, but maybe when there's more books coming out from Madagascar, yeah. I'll start to know more about it. That's right. And this the author, Jari. Yes. Um, he has started a publishing company that Ma- is going to pr- promote more Madagascan literature. Okay. That's awesome. With his wife, who's an artist. Oh, exciting. Hmm. I didn't and know he, that either. You've researched better than I have. He um, He's written quite a few books, but obviously they haven't been translated. So maybe we will see more. Yeah, that'll be good. I think grow, the growth of translations mm-hmm. will be really useful, especially with the African countries, because I don't think they get much mm. recognition. And yeah. I, I couldn't name all the countries in Africa. No, and we fail at this at trivia all the time. <laughs> but uh, and I think, you know, like often we just think of Africa as one monolith. Country, yeah, yeah. One. 
and and really it's a whole array of cultures and experiences yeah and we're not open to learning <laughs> i mean i hope we are. hope we are and hopefully the <laughs> listeners are yeah we but were. i think a lot of people aren't open they're like africa is a country and i don't need to know anything else uh. it was like we were just you know watching shrill and then the the character's Nigerian? Yes. And she was cooking for her partner, and the partner says, oh, is it like Ethiopian food? And they're like, no. they're 5,000 miles apart. Yeah. Mm. But I, you know, I don't know if I, if that has ever occurred to me, but it, I mean, there's a lot of kilometers. I don't know if the food in Queensland differs to Western Australia too much. No, I think, well, why? Food yeah. in Australia. Well, that's right. I'm sure the very... traditional foods yeah. do vary greatly. Because how many countries are there in Australia? Um, originally, a lot. Yeah, there's hundreds. So it says here that that Johari Ravelson, he so this is his first novel, Return to the Enchanted Island. Yeah. Oh, just sorry. It's his first novel to be translated into English. He won the Prix du Roman de l'Océan Indien. Okay. And then he founded Dodo Vol Publishing with his wife, who's a contemporary artist, Sophie Bazin. Mm-hmm. And they're starting a new trend of in-country publishing in Madagascar and Reunion. And he has also won the 2016 Prix de l'Oeuvre Insulaire and the 2017 Prix Ivory for Francophone African Literature. Yes. For his novel, Vol la Vif. French is not my language. <laughs> His latest book to be released in French is Amour, Patriot Super de Crabes. Um, I have a feeling you may a bit butcher the French language. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know that I cannot speak French. No, me either. Would be a useful tool to have, I think. Yeah. But there's, I'd like to be able to speak lots of languages. Me too. I just not very skilled at that. I guess you just got to keep trying. Like Probably. that's how you get better at things. Yeah. I've heard. Probably true. <laughs> Probably, I know. I've not tried it. My Duolingo won't let me log in anymore. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, it says try again later, and it's been two years. <laughs> you might have to uninstall, reinstall. Yes. You were mentioning how you think a lot of us see. Africa as one country. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, because we're racist. <laughs> True. Not explicitly us. No, we don't try to be. But, but we don't get taught much no. about that. Like when we t- learn about the history, it seems to be very European or mm. American or Australian it's history. Right. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you much about the Asian history either. No. That's right. I think maybe we le- we do learn a little bit more Asian history just because of our proximity to certain Asian countries. Yeah. But is but. all the Asian history war-related? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That's yeah. like because I'm reading Wild Swans at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is set in China and not translated. But, um... I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff that I never knew. Yeah, there's what three like about how like China was affected by World War Two. Yeah, never occurred to me that 
China would be affected by World War Two. You think the world would be affected by <laughs> World War Two? So I think that we live very insular lives. Yeah. Yes, and that's why we need to keep reading and learning and exposing ourselves to other countries' yeah. work. I think that's probably one of the main problems with trying to promote translations is mm. people don't. Yeah, people rule them out. They're like, "Oh no, I can't read a translated book." Yeah. I'm like, no. There is a big misconception about translations. It's like, what if I translated it wrong? Yeah. Well, that's right. And that's a possibility. Yeah, like, they don't seem to... Like, you see a lot of people that don't rule out the Bible as being translated wrong. Yeah, that's right. There was a word that's been translated to homosexual, which could have been pedophile, and I still think... Yeah, I mean... Will discriminate against queer people. I've never double checked that, but like I, studied... you don't re- you don't speak ancient Greek or Hebrew. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I was just about to say I studied biblical Hebrew. Yeah, and can you still speak it? I never was able to speak it, <laughs> but I could briefly read it. Yeah, and one of our assessments was to get the original. Hebrew and compare it to a translation, an English mm. translation. And I like, it was a verse, and then in one version, it describes a child as being weaned. And in the translation, it says the, the <laughs> child is being breastfed. Yeah. Which is obviously two different children. Completely different. And like, one child is more independent, and the other is dependent. And that is how that changes the difference. whole context. Yeah. yeah. And then when you have translations of translations, yeah, that changes things too. Well, isn't that the entire Bible? Let's well, not go yeah. to the... No, that's right. <laughs> and that could happen with any text. So yeah, Just using that as an example. I, no, probably nobody is using Return to the Enchanted Island as scriptural. Well, I like, don't know. It's they're going to live their life. Based on mythology. That is like one of the interesting things mentioned in the book is how... The mythology, the Malagasy theology, yeah, doesn't have any stories of unrequited love, which are very popular in our canon. Yes, in the white canon, like Disney lives off this. <laughs> but and they take, but Disney takes their cultures and puts that into yeah. it. <laughs> and like Pocahontas. I thought that was really interesting. How you know he had all these women, and he's like, "There's no, we don't have." this story in our culture. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I thought it was interesting about how we're shaped by this the stories of our culture. Yeah, it is. Mm. And you would think universal love is fairly universal. <laughs> did I say universal love is universal? Yes, you did. Unrequited love is universal. Yeah. And maybe it's not. Maybe that I think it's universal because that's my experience. That's Unrequited what you've been love told. Yeah. has been my jam for most of my life. Thanks for requiting it. You're welcome. So I think people should read the book, maybe mm. not because of the plot, but because you <laughs> learn so much. Yeah, I would be interested in reading the other, the first book from Madagascar. Yeah, because that sounds interesting as well. Yeah, that's true. Because that that one sounds more like I don't know what era this is set in. This one, it felt current. Was originally written in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, but is it what year is it set? According to the description, it's the 21st century perspective of the country. Yeah. So, how old is he at the end of, the, like, when he's married? 
Do you feel like he's our age or older? I think he's early 30s. He's got kids. Well, maybe. So like, he could be in his like, 40s. He could be in his 40s, yeah. Yeah, so he would be, so, you know, 80s, 90s, that's growing up in that era. Yeah. Potentially. So it's, yeah, it's a modern perspective. But the other one is, I believe, set in the 1800s. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, it, yeah, it sounds really good. I want to read it. Hopefully that'll teach you more about... Yeah, maybe I'll have more context and then all this yeah. will make sense. I'll be like, oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because it's like when I was reading about the history that they say that the Indonesians came to Madagascar. Yeah. That was like one of the first. Yeah. And then, the like, you know, everyone comes to colonise it later. Uh, the French and the yeah. English seem to be the ones that That's were right. fighting over it the mm. most. And they do mention the story about the like the language where like for official events you're expected to speak French, but one of the characters speaks Malagasy, and then the Malagasy people are like wow. awkward. Like, are you allowed to do this? Like, yeah, are you going to get in trouble now? But yeah, for the so it does have a colonial yeah, twist. the lower class people they kind of respected her for her. Mm. That's right. Ability to talk to them yeah. in their language. That's right. And I think I think anybody who has been disconnected from their language appreciates hearing it. Yeah. Mm. The After reading this book, the only other information that I did is I listened to the Deviant Women yeah. episode on the Mad Queen of Madagascar, Queen Ranavaina. She kind of kept... France and England at bay when they were trying to conquer Madagascar mm. and colonialise it. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing to learn about Madagascar. Like, mm. everyone portrays her as this mad woman, but she kept other countries taking them over. Yeah, that's right. It was a really interesting episode. I mean, she did some weird she did. <laughs> stuff. But Hence the deviant. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that, like, Women get portrayed as deviant for doing the same thing men have done. Yeah. And they're considered great kings. Yeah. Or great men of history. But when a woman, like, takes action and does something slightly weird, they're considered deviant. Yeah. But I think that was... I'll probably link it in the show yeah, notes as well, because it's interesting to learn a little bit more about Madagascar. Mm. And that was the whole point of this exercise was to learn a bit. Yeah, and I had listened to that, like, I don't know, it's probably a few years old now, that episode. Yeah, it is. Um, so I had listened to that before I read this book, and I had they mentioned her name at some point during the story. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hang on, I didn't know about her. <laughs> so I did know something about Madagascar other you than did. Lemurs. Yes, you knew about Mad Queens. Yeah. So I guess that was... The whole point is just to learn about a country that we would normally yeah. not do. And I guess that was the whole point of this yeah, Invisible Cities project is just to try countries out. Yeah. And I feel like I'm excited to read more from Madagascar. Yes. I definitely want to read more from Madagascar. Yeah, like this, I don't know if this story was to my liking because I found it too masculine. Yeah. I mean, otherwise it's a good book if yeah. you're into man stories. <laughs> and... No. Um, it'd be good to see some women translated yeah. from, Madaga- in, from Madagascar. Alison, so, if you're listening. <laughs> Alison, I'm sure she's working on it. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Yeah. But that might not be just fine of 
be finding that as well. Mm. So, yeah, stay tuned for when Alison's on the show. <laughs> um. <laughs> Confidence is what we like here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has worked. <laughs> it has. <laughs> and hopefully it'll work in the future. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So, one of my colleagues told me he was going to check out our podcast, but maybe he can be a guest. Okay. I don't a weird know. thing to put into the podcast. <laughs> you could just talk to him. I mean, he never actually asked for the name of the podcast. <laughs> so I don't know if he's actually going to listen. No. But somebody else at work had told him about it. So maybe he's got the name from that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's listening. But we did chart in the Philippines last week. That was surprising. We should do a book from the Philippines. Yes. Maybe we should do a book from whatever country we chart in. Because the previous month. That could be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so send us your recommendations of Filipino literature. Yeah. Audiobooks would be useful so we can both listen to it yes. together and talk about it. That's right. I don't know. Just audiobooks are just easy for travelling and yeah. it makes it easier for us to do, do the book together. That's right. It's a nice experience to do things yeah. together. We'll have to drive to another city just to listen to it. Yes. Where <laughs> shall we go? You say that like you don't have a list of places you want to go well, already. But this was a pretty short book. It was. It was. Like, we drove for 18 hours. Yeah. And the book was like four. Yeah, the book was four. Or five. Yeah, yeah we probably could have fit more. We could we have were, listened to another book in we that time. We were doing more podcasts as well. And plus you were sleeping most of the time. I don't think that's true. You Not all... when you're driving. But... No, I mean, you also slept. <laughs> it is easy to fall asleep while on a long trip. Yes, that's right. That's why we've got to take turns driving. Yeah. Do we want to recommend anything else while we're here? Like, what are you reading right now? There's so many books. Yeah, tell me about them. <laughs> that's the problem. I'm reading a lot of books and I'm just not really connecting to them. So I start another book just hoping to get gripped by it. Yeah. At the moment, I think the main one I'm focusing on is called Nancy by Bruno Lillot. Yes. And it's a Chilean book. Mm-hmm. He was recognised for the Roberto Bellardio Prize. Yeah. And he's he was born in the 90s. The blurb on the back says... Born in the 90s. Yeah, he's like younger than we are. Fancy people being younger than us. I know. Mm. I'm getting old. Like, it's just weird that people born in the 90s are old enough to be printing books. <laughs> True, but they're like, like aren't 30. They 10? Oh, 30? <laughs> hmm. I guess it's old enough to print, publish. But it does feel young when you think of it. It's yeah. like, I've been older than that, and I haven't published a book. I know. What, what is our problem? I don't write books that I would want to read. <laughs> Do you write books? No. <laughs> That's okay. the problem with being interested in translated literature. You can't write what you're interested in reading. Well, it's weird that you have decided that you're interested in translated literature as a concept. Well, Because, I am. you know, some books get translated from English into other languages. True, but I couldn't read it then. <laughs> No. You but... know what they say, they write what you enjoy reading. Yeah. Well, why don't you 
learn write another it, language. <laughs> write, write your book, get it translated into another language, and then translate it back into English. Uh, and then it probably turned out better than yeah, the original. Yeah, that's right, because you automatically think a translation is better. You have this weird I bias. I don't know if it's that. I just Because you know a book being translated doesn't actually mean it's good. No, it's true. I think I'm just interested in learning about the world and translations yeah. has been a good avenue for it. Yes, that's so right. So that's why I focus on it. Yeah. But some parts of the world do speak English. True. There's a lot of African countries that speak English. Yeah, that's right. And I'll probably read those books. Yeah. I just feel like... Like, when I first started reading, 95% of my reading, according to my spreadsheet that I track everything mm. on, was books by Americans. Yeah. And that was depressing, because I'm definitely not but American. at the time, you thought it was perfectly okay. Yeah. Because well, I remember telling you to stop reading Americans. <laughs> it was part of my it's, journey yeah, into right. discovering what I like. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, something being translated doesn't mean you're going to like it. No, it's true. I don't so like could, everything that I read. You can write feel, something in English. I feel like I'm a harsh critic of books. You're like, this book was written in English. It was terrible. One star. But I do think that you have created this bias towards translated literature. Just because it makes you a little bit fancier? Well, I think that's good. <laughs> I want to be fancy, alright? Yeah. And I'm just interested in it, and- I want to talk about. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's why I have a podcast. Yeah, so we can talk and about it. And a TikTok. It. And a YouTube yeah. and a blog. Yes, and you can uh, check the notes for all those things. <laughs> probably. I, I've mentioned I was reading Wild Swans, and I still am. Yeah. And I was probably doing that the last time in this podcast I was on. Probably. Yeah, it's very I long. Think that's... <laughs> Been your book all year, hasn't it? Hey, I read something else in January. <laughs> okay. I think this is my February book. Okay. It is a long book, and it is a lot to yeah. get through and yeah. sink so in. Sometimes I just like have to take some time to process what I'm reading. And other times you're too busy watching TikToks. That's you. Oh, that is me. <laughs> like, how do you get that much insight into your grandmother's life? Mm. Like, I could not tell you the love story of my grandmother. Have yeah. you talked to your grandmother? She's dead. All of them are dead. Or maybe seance. Maybe, Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I couldn't it... tell you much about my grandparents either. Yeah. Like... I couldn't tell you much about my parents. <laughs> That's right. And I feel like perhaps we don't have a curiosity in our parents beyond our existence. Well, it was the greatest thing they ever did. Cool. <laughs> I don't believe that. And they tell me that that's not true all the time. I don't think they tell you that. Oh, it's been millions of times that they've said they I said was you're... a mis- mistake. Sometimes your I'll... mistake was <laughs> a common thing being told. But I think being a mistake doesn't mean you can't be great. True. Like, lots of people have made great discoveries from mistakes. Yes. Yeah, so you could... Like my parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, we're going off the rails. We should wrap up. Yep. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for reading the book with me. You're welcome. I couldn't tell you what's going to be next month. No, it's a surprise. It's a surprise, yeah. But if you want to be a guest... Then send us a message. Yeah, because we'd love to have you on. I'm talking yeah. about you. You know who you are. 
If you want to support Lost in Translations, please go to patreon.com forward slash translations pod and all money there will help support the show. And please remember to subscribe and while subscribing, please rate the show. This will help others find the podcast. All our links to social media are in the show notes and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Let's See under Translations Pod. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Walgarukaba and Bindal people. We acknowledge their ownership of this land and all the traditional owners in Australia and acknowledge their care of the land. This is a Macaulay Flower production.